Hey there, everybody. How's it going? In case you're new to This Is Us Too, I just wanted to let you know that MinuteWithMary.com, it's a fantastic place to discover new makeup and skincare and unleash some new confidence for the new year. So all you need to do is search the hashtag MinuteWithMary on Facebook or any type of social media. You'll see what I'm talking about, and I would love for you to request to join my marvelous VIPs. Act in a way that'll make you smile when you're old and gray and lying under a pale pink nursing home blanket, thinking about the life you lived. You do that, you'll be the man your father wanted. Hey, give us your wife. I got the last blueberry pie. Happy New Year, Mr. Pearson. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us Too. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. How's it going? Welcome back. My name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I am. Oh, I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to be doing this podcast. I've I've legitimately missed This Is Us. I know. They're kind of like your family a little bit, you know? You just kind of get used to them, and you get used to their quirks and their personalities, and you want to know the latest and greatest in their life, and it feels weird not to go through the holidays with them. And one of the things that you, as a listener, don't necessarily know is that Mary and I podcasted about This Is Us two days a week straight from, like, March all the way till... What, what dis- to the beginning of the season November. we like had it yeah we had it like timed out so we were able to do two podcast episodes every week up until the season three premiere and right. then we were doing once a week right so like it it's 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 been it's been a minute this is us has been a, a big part of our life this year for yeah for the past six months or whatever it is like it's <laughs> yeah. been it's been a legitimate part of of our life so the Pearsons have been in our household a little too often so and we've podcast about it we've talked about it we have our we have our group this is us too on facebook about it where we were in there and to have like a break for this long it's it's been pretty incredible. So now we finally know what it's like for all of the This Is Us fans out there to to have this break for so long. Yes. Finally, um, and and I'm happy to say that you know the Pearsons are are, are back in our lives, and uh, I'm happy to do this 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 uh, podcast because again, like I said, I've missed the show, I've missed the family, and I I quite like this show. I, I find it very entertaining. I know. Um, and it's almost like being in that comfort zone again, almost. Oh, seriously. It just feels so good. Well, of course, in this show, in case you're new to This Is Us Too, we like to start things off with a personal story about how we might have connected or related to this episode. And this week, it's Blake's story. Yes. So th- there's a couple of things in here that I wanted to talk about. The first one is we actually watched the the same exact New Year's Eve 
uh, broadcast that all the uh, the Pearsons Which were watching. Probably tons of these people listening did as well. And I agree that Anderson Cooper is a hot man. He is an attractive man. Yes, I, I will. I will totally agree with that. Silver Fox for show. And poor Andy Cohen with his hat. He was like oh, struggling. Oh, he was getting so wet, and he just wanted to wear his hood because what, he was cold and rainy. Right. What they're not showing you on the show is that poor Andy Cohen was like it was raining like a mother out there, and he was putting his he was putting his hoodie on, taking it off. And Anderson it on. Cooper's like, I'm a hardcore reporter. I don't need a hoodie. <laughs> I've been through the trenches, and it was cute. And 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 the other thing I want to talk about here too is. Um, you know, uh, Beth talking uh, to Randall about who he is and what he is capable of doing. And, you know, th- we can discuss the merits, of course, of, of this whole thing. And we will later on. But it reminded me of, of a conversation that Mary and I had um, a little while ago when, you know, she was talking to me about the, the kind of person that I that I am and the person that I've become over the years and whether it was because of depression or it was because of the things that we've been going through over the past number of years, through of which have been a lot, by the way, between kids and, and financial things and moving and houses and work and, and it's just been crazy. She said to me that, you know, you, you're a little bit of a different person than what you were when... Than when we first met, when we got married, and and it's not in in a bad way. It's not in a mean way. It's just you know things are are different for you now, and you as a result have become a little different. And I and I and the reason why I bring it up now is because you know when Randall hears like that from Beth, essentially, he takes it into his own hands. He says, you know what. My family's more important. The, my love of my wife is more important. I, yeah, you know, we've been doing this whole thing with the, with the whole, you know, campaign, whatever. But it's not worth my wife. It's not worth my children. It's not mm-hmm. worth all this stuff. My wife and my children are what make me great. And when that happened in this episode, again, we can debate the merits of the writing of this episode all you want, but. When this happened, I, it really touched me because I remember as soon as my wife said that to me, not too long ago, by the way, I remember thinking, wow, for some reason it just struck me. It just, it struck me very hard. And I remember thinking, it's time to, it's time to man up here a little bit. It's time to grow up a little bit and not grow up, but just, it's just time to get priorities straight here a little bit and be the man that I am and be the man that I can be and be the man that my wife married and there's no reason why I couldn't be that man. So it's time to, it's time to get on with things. Tell me a little bit about this episode. The title was the last seven weeks. I think it's fairly obvious what it's referring to. It's actually, it was a framing device for the whole episode. Yeah. It starts off at the end of the seven weeks and Mm -hmm. it replays back to the beginning of the seven weeks and shows you everything in between. So smart. So, and it's actually kind of apropos because it's been about seven weeks since the last episode aired, hey. obviously. So, I think I that was pretty smart. Catch that. The director was Roxanne Dawson. Roxanne. Now, you know, for you, for those of you nerds out there, nerds! for you Star Trek nerds, you probably know that name. You don't have to put on that red line. <laughs> that name should be familiar to you because she played Belana Torres on Star Trek Voyager. Sure, sure she did. <laughs> you know what, Mary? You yep. get this. Mm. 
Shame. Yep. yep. You get the shame bell because you don't know who Bolana Torres is. Sure. She was a fantastic character I on Star Trek I bet she was. I bet she was. She's actually a veteran TV director as well. Um, she has directed many fantastic shows, uh, going be, being between The Americans, uh, mm-hmm. The Deuce on HBO, House of Cards on, Love. on Netflix, Love. Bates, Bates Motel, The Good Wife, Caprica, yeah. run by one uh, Iris Stephen Bear. Yeah. Uh, Lost. Hey. We have to go back, Kate. And, hey. and 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 actually a bunch of other television shows. She actually has fifty-four directing credits to her title. Stop. Fifty-four ca- uh, credits. So she's a, a legitimate director. Yeah. And the writer was Laura Kennar, who directed The Big Day. I'm sorry, who wrote uh, The Big Day. Vegas baby and she actually has served as a staff writer for season three of this is us so this is uh, her first real credit as a as a writer for season three of this is us Marvin what do you got for your lemonade rating and I'm 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 desperately waiting to hear what it is because you don't have one here in the in the document I know I don't Mary and I share a document a google document as we podcast Mm -hmm. and usually we have all the answers right in front of us for the most part yeah and I don't have one here. So our lemonade rating is on a scale of one to five lemonades. Thanks to all the lovely lemonade references in season one. A one being terrible. Five being this is downright delicious and amazing. And I'm going to give this episode a 4.2. Okay. This is low for you. It is. Ma- Mary is a cereal five lemonade. <laughs> yes. And if you listen to our other podcast, Outlander Cast, she is a cereal five kilt raider. Yep. But here in, in This Is Us, she's a cereal five lemonade yeah. raider. Yeah. Why are you giving this a 4.2, my darling? Nothing like... Nothing pushed me over the edge. Nothing gave me quite the the feels that I was hoping for. Sure. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's really it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mine is a four lemonade rating, as you all know, for the most part. I'm a hard grader. Um, and you know, Mary, you said something that was pretty thoughtful here. And I don't even think you realize you, you, you said it, which is it, it. it's kind of just a bunch of stuff happening here yeah. i mean yeah it's sweet that we get the the hand-built three river stadium or whatever but like there's kind of just a bunch of stuff happening yeah it's just it's a palate cleanser it's a table setter if you will it, it catches you back up to snuff this is where we were these were the conflicts uh you know here's how everyone is emotionally feeling right here is where physically everyone is in the u.s of a yep um yeah it it reestablished what you need to know, I think, moving forward for the rest of season three, which is fine. It's right. fine. It's fine. It gets us where we need to be, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it moves things forward, yeah. but only in a way where it just establishes everything. Correct. This was definitely an establishing episode. Right. So going into that, we're going to talk about our GBGs, our goods, our bads, and our greats for the episode. So my good was the veteran affairs woman throwing some oh, serious yes. Game of Thrones knowledge. Nerd! And uh, we have one more soundbite you need to play. What's that? Oh, yes, we do. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Where is it? I don't even that's, know. That's the whole problem. Oh, here it is. You know nothing, Jon Snow. I mean, I just 
a like I've been loving I've been loving Kevin a lot this season. Yes. Um, and for him like trying and being like, oh, and then Joffrey, and that lady was like, no, no, you have no idea. No, Joffrey was the son of Robert Baratheon. <laughs> because that's what would happen to me in real life. I would have been that Veterans Affairs woman. No, that did happen to you in real life. Tell the story. Okay. Tell the so, quick story. Okay. So in case you guys missed it, at least for us streaming um, through the NBC app on Apple TV, there was a great advertisement for How to Train Your Dragon 3, the final movie in one of the most amazing animated series of all time. Okay, it's coming, guys. It's yes. coming. So Blake and I were at Comic-Con. I know it's, it's not my story time, but, you know, it's story time. Whatever. Anyway. You know, it's the premiere. We're breaking all the rules. We were at Comic-Con. They're in mainly New York. for Outlander in New York. And what do you know? There was time for the How to Train Your Dragon panel. So we went, and I may or may not have gone like a real-life scavenger hunt to find um, exclusive prints from the show, finding people in Viking hats. There may or may not have been And it may not, it may or may not be hanging in our studio right in front of yeah. us right now. So needless to say, like we love these movies mainly because of our kids. Our kids love these films. It yes. is traditionally meant for younger people. Okay, yes. It's a cartoon about a guy that rides dragons. It's not just a cartoon, but... But here, here's the debate: Is Toy Story three or How to Train Your Dragon, or Toy Story or How to Train Your Dragon better franchise? Think about it. Just ruminate amongst okay. yourselves. Anyway, so we're in this because I found the scavenger hunt people um, with the Viking hats. We earned this like special meet and greet, and everyone else at the special meet and greet who earned it was in cosplay clothes. They were of the right age demographic. Straight up nerds. They were like that grew up with it. Yeah, like they they one hundred percent were like How to Train Your Dragon fans and showed it. Blake and I just like look normal people. We weren't dressed up anything special, and then all of a sudden. While we're waiting for um, Jay... Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel. Who, the, who's the, the voice, voice of Hiccup. Of the lead character to come out. Uh, people were like, oh, when, why, wait, how can how can Toothless fly without Hiccup? Because he can't. He has this special tail. And then someone was like, oh, but didn't like there, wasn't there like this one time when Hiccup made him a tail that helped him fly without him? And people were like, I don't remember when. And I, and I step up <laughs> in front of these A 36 year old woman. <laughs> In like normal person clothes, I talked to these cosplay players and I was like, don't you remember? It was the Snoggle Tog episode. It was the Snoggle Tog <laughs> present that Hiccup made for Hic- for uh, for Toothless. And they all looked at me like I was the biggest nerd. So basically what this woman did, throwing her Game of Thrones knowledge. Hold, hold on, Mary gets this. I just all need you all to know that woman's my spirit animal. That's what I'm like when people talk about Outlander. That's what I'm like when people talk about This Is Us. When people talk about things that I really love and watch too much of and they throw wrong, false information in, I throw it down just like this woman. Um, no. Joffrey Baratheon Actually. was the son of the actual king. You know, and that's why he became Robert King. Baratheon, and that's why he was next in line. Even though Jamie is the real father, has yes. no it has no bearing on why he was king. So that's my good. <laughs> we just went off a complete derailment. It's okay. Anyway, my bad. It's, it's it's the premiere. We're breaking all the rules. My bad for this episode is I don't know how I feel about Randall winning. Oh, and I feel yes. like it's terrible of me. But the way that he acted when he got that phone call um, was kind of weird. I don't know if he was like pumped or if he was like, shoot, now I won. Because I know for me, when I went, um, when I did pageants growing up, when I did pageants in college, I like kind of wanted to win, but not really. Because if you get in second place, you get tons of money and you don't have to do the job. 
Right. You don't have to do anything with it. You just get all the notoriety and you're like, I did a good job. Give me my money. Now, granted, Randall wouldn't have gotten any money, but I just don't know if he's like really pumped about this. And I don't like the things that he said to Beth and the fight that they had. And, uh, you know, the seven weeks prior and everything like him being like, oh, I was happy as a stay at home dad. Randall, you had a flipping meltdown. Okay, you weren't like, guess what, Beth? I'm going to be a stay home dad. You had a straight up mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. Okay, you had to stay home honey you didn't have a job anymore okay this wasn't like your life goal to be a stay-at-home daddy you fell apart while you are reprimanding beth that she doesn't have any aspirations i just don't like anything that's going on right now and um and i'm a little nervous because randall winning in a in a area in a district that is two hours away Mm -hmm. this is the guy that said he'll come and shovel your snow yeah, this is not 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 a good start for Randall. Working two hours away from his family, I've had friends who've worked in in city councils. It's not an easy job. Not, not an fun. easy job. Not fun. Blake's talked me out of it three times so far, because um, <laughs> I am Leslie Nope. You are Leslie Nope slash the veteran affairs woman <laughs> and Lorelai Gilmer. Anyway, my great Kevin. Yes, absolutely. Kevin, and dare I say, dare I say, Zoe. Shame. No. Okay, here's no, why. No, Here is no. why. Here is why. Is Zoe the reason I've liked Kevin in this episode? Is this is Zoe the reason I've liked Kevin so much this season? Because I don't know. I didn't feel good about Kevin until season three. Like really, really good about Kevin until now. No, and you felt good about him in the season picture. Two. Zoe's I'm like when he started to get a little sober and like was helping out and was holding that hammer and like taking down the lawn stuff that was really good but I'm like really digging Kevin do you know what Zoe is what not great Bob well this is the first episode I was okay with Zoe and I don't know if Zoe has made Kevin a better guy Sorry, sorry. So, I'm just, I'm just, I'm allergic between to... that and John Stamos, I mean, that has... <laughs> the John Stamos with the Kevin, I was like, done. If you wanted to say the great was John Stamos in this episode, yep. I would accept that. Okay, so... Not Zoe. No, I said my great is Kevin. Okay. Dare I say You, you brought Zoe. Zoe into the conversation. She's with... in it right now. She's <sighs> in it. All right, All right. How about you? Your GBGs, and hopefully they don't take as long as mine. Because, my good. <laughs> because the episode is... It's already 18 half, minutes yeah, in. Yeah, over halfway done. Uh, Just the, good, the GBGs. The good, the good was the framing device of the, the Jack conversation oh with Randall. Oh, my gosh. The fact that we had Jack in the season premiere, thank you, sweet baby and Jesus. It's funny because you know it's almost like they know when and when not to put Jack in. Because they all... I think the writers know. The writers know that... Our favorite character, I think, on the whole, is Jack. In the entire planet of characters. Right. I think they know that Jack is the man. And they know when to sprinkle him in, and they know when to take him out, and they know when to use him and when not to. Um, and it, it takes you back to season two and that phenomenal run of episodes, the, 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 the number one through number three episodes, right? It's just a fantastic run, and it takes you directly back to that when, in number three, Jack and Randall go back. They go visit Howard, and they they go to Washington, and the Mm -hmm. whole thing, and the conversation between the two about Abraham Lincoln looking at Washington Monument. Dad, it actually wasn't finished until 22 years later after Abraham Lincoln. The whole thing. So good. So good. Excellent. I loved that framing device because it sets up narratively the whole episode and everything you know what what Randall is going through on a thematic level based solely on that conversation. It's hitting you over the head, but I think that's a part of the DNA of, of this is us Mm -hmm. so far where it's like, it may be hitting you over the head, but it works. 
it works in a way that it's sentimental. Give me all the jack. And I like that. The bad. Kevin going, I'm carrying pepper spray. Wait, what? The f- what? What? That was so awkward. It was guys. so bad. It was just random and I'm carrying pepper spray. I just thought that was so stupid. So awkward. All right, and the great. And here, and here's the thing. We went up, we went, we just went ahead and said that this episode is kind of a bunch of stuff yep. happening. Mm-hmm. And that's not wrong. But what it does and why this part of it is great. And this, I think this is a valid debate. Um, it kind of sets the table for the rest of the season. And it is, um, you know, it. this was like a very typical This Is Us episode. It, it, it walks on the line of sentimentality. Yep. Uh, it features its characters. It has a bunch of it's it's emotionally manipulative in certain ways. Uh, it is uh, fairly well written. It is extremely well acted, and uh, it's like it's like it's like eating chicken. This is the chicken <laughs> of this is us. Okay, it's not fillet. No, it, you're not. You're it's not, not ha- lobster. You're not having king crab legs. No. Okay, no. This is the chicken. This is what you go. This is when you go to like a wedding and they give you the chicken dish. Yeah, it gives it. It, it gets the job it's done. Safe. It, it's safe. There's not. There's some seasoning on there, mm-hmm. but it's not gonna. It's not gonna blow your doors off. It gets you full and it allows you to dance. Okay, yep. we got the chicken, and I kind of like chicken as a starter because it gives us a a a a, 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 a beginning place. Agreed. To start. For the rest, we got eight more episodes. Oh, I'm sorry, we got seven more episodes. It has to conclude the season three story within these seven, within these seven episodes. And this season, I think, has been a culprit. A culprit of this season has been giving us a bunch of filler. It's been giving us a bunch of chicken, and I'm ready to start getting to the fillet. I'm ready to start mm, getting to the. I'm to, hungry. I'm kind of hungry too now. I want Taco Bell now. You want Taco Bell? You want Taco Bell when we're talking about King Crab Legs? Yeah. You want to do you mind? Nope. All right. Well, so that's, I, I kind of think it's great because it's it's a table setter and it allows me to get back into it and it gives me back into the world and I'm ready. I'm ready for the rest of This Is Us. Okay. So are you ready for the big three feedback? You bet. Let's, uh, let's get it done. And we said. That's three. Big three. Big three. Just hearing his voice. I know. It's so good. <laughs> I miss Jack. I miss Jack so much. We know we're getting him next episode, though, so it's okay. I know. Jody Bice gave this episode 4.6 lemonades. Her good was, even though I'm done with the councilman story, Randall won the election without using dirt. He won it because he busted his butt and proved himself, proved he is a good man. You know, I will give Jody that. It's true. Yes. He didn't use the dirt. I abs- I would have absolutely used the dirt. Oh my God, it's because you're Slytherin. That's how it goes. Uh, her bad is I'm you're still a not wizard, Harry. still not on the Zoe train. <laughs> and her great is Toby recreating Three Rivers Stadium. OMG, Jack Pearson, move right absolutely there. Absolutely, right? Jack Pearson. On move. the preview for next week, the big three standing outside Nikki's trailer gave me goosebumps, and I felt intimidated. Can't wait till next week. Yes. Laura Botsford, what'd she have? 
Laura Botsford says the good was the reflective flashback. Oh, she first of all, she gives it five kill. Um, five kills. Nice. This is what happens when you have too many podcasts at I once. Know. Five lemonades. Uh, she says the reflective flashback conversations between Jack and Randall wove the story thread beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yes, what we say and do with our kids stays with them always. This same story voice not only spoke through Randall and his family, but Toby and Kate's search for their first unity. As parents, you will be his favorite thing. Aw, that said it all. And even Zoe's barrier of boxes said volumes about her broken childhood to the bad. Not a thing, not even a camera angle. It was perfectly filmed. And the great was the blueberry pie scene with with the reverend. It is just those little seemingly insignificant moments of authentic conversation that can change everything. The reverend stepped up honoring and respecting each of the candidates' services and efforts. The look on their faces was just the best. Now that was surprising. And did anyone else want blueberry pie? Because I totally did. I, I freaking hate blueberry pie. You hate pie. No, I like pie. What? No, what kind I like of... pie. No, I like key don't. lime pie. That's pie. What other pie? Apple like pie? Fruit? Do you, you don't actually like apple pie. I though. like apple pie. I think apple pie is great. I'm picky about apple pie. Yeah. But I like apple pie. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the apple pie life. Okay. <laughs> Can I just say that the writers absolutely listen to our podcast? They absolutely do. What makes There's you say no that? There's no way that they don't. It's impossible because of John Stamos. Oh my gosh! Okay, elaborate. We're the ones. Actually, you were the one. Remember when they had? <laughs> remember when they? Uh, when Randall and Kevin had the dinner at the Chinese restaurant, and Randall and, and Kevin took Randall there to impress him. Yes. And we were like, and then we saw all the people seeing Kevin there, and they were yes. like, oh my god! And you said it would be like me seeing John Stamos at yes. a restaurant, and then all of a sudden. The, all of a sudden, Kevin just happens to have a keychain with John Stamos's yep. picture on it. Yep. Come on, please. If the writers listening, hi. The writers absolute. Laura Kennard is a fan of This Is Us too. There's no way she's not. Oh my gosh, Blake. There's You're no way so that humble. she's not. So humble. All right. So the recap. What did you think about the whole structure of this episode, Mary, with starting at the end and then going back to the beginning. It reminded me a lot of West Wing in a lot of ways. West Wing and and Aaron Sorkin, who was the writer for West Wing, uses this device a lot. Okay. And some say to its detriment. Some say that it's an actually interesting interesting device. I don't really watch West Wing, so I can't. I can't. Yeah, really... you weren't as much of a nerd as I was back in college. I'm Nope. But I either was way, a bigger but, you, but, nerd. but you know exactly what I'm talking about, because though. I didn't even have a television, Blake. No, you didn't. Okay. No, you didn't. I did. I had um, to go to the student lounge. <laughs> they definitely weren't watching West Wing in the student lounge, like I was. We used to have huge West Wing potties when I was in college. Yeah, we didn't have those. I lived in the honors <laughs> dorm. No joke. Such a dork. <laughs> it was like alcohol free, and it was a fun yeah. spot. It was a fun sponge dorm. That's what it was. What does a fun sponge mean? I was in it. It soaks up all the fun. It's a fun sponge. Listen, when I would come and hang out with my friends and bring the Dunkaroos, it was a party. (laughs) Okay? It was a party up in here. Uh, So what did you think about this whole device here of starting at the end and then going to the beginning and showing us... You know, because it's funny. It's like it's, it's a... It's it's a it's a different device. They've used it kind of here and there, um, 
and they they used it to they used it to kind of trick you a little bit. You know, when Ke- when Randall says, you know, this is the longest seven weeks of my life, you mm-hmm. think that Randall and and Beth are still fighting. Yet it's the opposite. And in here was the real cheap move on Ooh. this part, which was Kate crying and that not that didn't sit well. That was a cheap move, in my opinion. It's like it's meant to put you down a different direction, and it it's it's the total opposite direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I just I feel like the I I just feel like that was disingenuous. The one part I liked about it was actually Kevin and Zoe and being like, oh, maybe I should stay back here and have some space. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that was a real natural thing for people to say. I feel like that's a real yes. natural thing for, for couples. I really to loved that moment with Kevin. I agree. Like, I felt like this is what I would do. I would be like, hi, I'm awkward. What, what am I supposed to do right now? Are right. we not talking? Are we talking? That's pretty much me. That's pretty much me. Um, I... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how do you feel? Are, are you happy that Randall wins? Are you happy that we're still kind of continuing this? Are you... I'm not happy. I'm not happy he won. I don't think that this is a good choice for his relationship. I don't know if this means that Randall and Beth and everybody's going to have to move. I mean, two hours is a long drive. On the flip side, maybe that's what propels them both to becoming them best selves. I mean, we have not yet seen how Beth becomes this dance career person. Yes. So we don't know necessarily where that is. Now, the kids are in a great school system. You know, Randall does own a building. He could possibly move there and like have a great cool master suite and chill out there but would he really uproot his family so it's this two-hour distance that is really making me a little nervous i don't know what that means for the pearson family and i think on a on a writing level what what frustrates me is that we spent half this season with randall and the election process and it it gave us a legitimate conflict between both he and Beth, right? And then all of a sudden, Beth just decides, I need to support you because he watches freaking Fuller House with his kids. Yeah. Like, it feels cheap. It feels like it, it feels like this whiplash change because that's exactly what the plot needed it to be. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like an... I will say that the change of heart, I think, is a natural thing. I think when you see I, as a spouse, your your spouse doing things and you don't necessarily agree, but then all of a sudden you kind of see why it's happening. I think as a spouse, you're allowed to change your mind. I think you're allowed to say, oh, that probably wasn't smart. Oh, are you speaking from experience? Absolutely speaking from experience. I know experience. you are. I have proved you wrong so many times. I know. I know. I totally agree. So what Blake, I'm getting- Blake, you are. You're what 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 just get it out now you're not the best cheerleader for me for the first like week slash month of new endeavors that's true i, yeah. I will totally you're like a you. complete naysayer at least beth waited a little while but blake's like i don't know if you should do this and you want to know what it does guys what makes me want it even more <laughs> like when i auditioned to be on tv blake was like i don't know babe like this isn't your degree i don't really know if this is a good idea for you you're gonna just be really disappointed you're gonna like put in all this time and i looked at myself in the mirror i said you're gonna win this goddamn thing 
you don't you don't necessarily need to be on TV forever, but you're going to prove that man wrong. And and you know what? You were right. And actually, I learned a big life lesson from that. You didn't because then when I joined Unique and started Minute with Mary, you were like, babe, I don't know if this is a good idea for you. No, 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 I didn't say that. (laughs) I definitely did not say that. I don't know if you need one more thing on your plate. Well, that was, I did say that because I know you and I love you. And you you, you jump in, you get overwhelmed. You do. And I said to you, because you get overwhelmed, sometimes you do have a tendency to to quit things and I said if you're gonna do it do it but don't quit and I did it and you didn't and now you're a freaking rock star I'm just saying I'm just saying <laughs> I, I laid out the things that were in front of you uh, and I didn't say you couldn't do it I said I just don't want you to quit it I know um, but I, I here, here's what so I I kind of get where Beth is coming from and changing her mind but it just it happens all of a sudden like that and then it's like, okay, Randall gets everything he's ever wanted. He wins the election. All I ever wanted. He, he has his kids. He has his wife. They all support each other. They're going to church. Everything is, they got blueberry pie and watching Anderson Cooper and everything's happy-go-lucky and the world's right again. I just, I feel like that's just cheap writing oh, to me. I I don't think it's cheap writing because I think that this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think that this is setting things up for some major stuff. Like bad stuff. Uh change i don't necessarily think if it's bad but i just think it's change fair okay that's a that's a we have to start to somehow get to the point where beth ends up getting her passionate career fair also fair that's gonna be a big change so And and i would say that starting them off reconciled yeah leading to that change is a decent arc uh so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out kevin and zoe where are we on Kevin and Zoe here? I mean, so like, confused. I, I like the fact that they kind of indirect. Well, not not well. They indirectly discover that, um, Jack knew there was Nikki, and Nikki was alive. Oh, the CK, the ca- the the Clark Kent. Kent. I thought that was well written. I kind of so like that. I like so that. good. Um, and you know, I think that's indicative on a lot of things because Nikki calls Jack Superman, yep. and, Cl- and Clark Kent is, yep. is 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 the human version of Superman, mm-hmm. some the man that is behind the cape, uh, yep. and is is Superman the real person or is Clark Kent the real person? Clark Kent's just the the loser guy that works at the at the paper, whereas Superman, you know. But what I'm saying is like. He's the nerd boy. Yeah. And that's what Nikki was. He was the nerd boy. So to call himself Clark Kent in comparison to Jack's Superman, I think is, I think that's really cool. I like that a lot. But it just, it just so happens that, that Kevin happens to have this postcard from his dad's stuff that apparently just made it out of the fire. No, Kevin went, I mean, Jack went in and grabbed some very important things during the fire. Remember he had a pillowcase full of stuff. That's true. Photo albums and all those things. So in the video with Kate, so that was in his stuff. But I will say that I really like the idea that Jack knowing Nikki was alive is, because as much as I didn't like this twist of Nikki being alive, it's got some real world flavor to it that that Rebecca, Jack that Jack is going to be like oh I know this is going to be big time for Rebecca and Jack knew Jack knew that he was alive and now his kids have to bear that burden yeah his kids have to figure that out that perfect Jack Pearson right lied right or, so I I I think yeah he lied I mean it, it is what it is yeah. and I mean he didn't. 
yeah, he lied because he said his brother was dead. Yeah. But there was this moment too when, when you know, when in the beginning of this episode, well, at the end of this episode, you know, Randall's asking his dad, "Can you you want to go see your brother at the wall?" And yeah. he's saying, "No, nah, it hurts too much." Yeah. That's not a lie. Maybe it does hurt too much. Maybe it does hurt Jack too much that mm-hmm. knowing his brother is alive and his brother and he's willfully and knowingly. Yep. Ignoring his brother, I think that may may hurt too much. How did you feel about the whole transition of being super happy and lovey, and we're going to move in with John Stamos, to all of a sudden Kevin being like, uh, "This is not good with Zoe." Like having these issues of being like, "Are we? Should we really be together?" I didn't like that he seemingly got upset that she broke up with her boyfriend over email. Like that to me didn't make sense because I'm like, Kevin. I see. I could kind of get behind that. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah, because that's why he got upset. Yeah, because There's so much more to be upset well, with Zoe about. I know, but he's looking at all this stuff in his apartment, and she's like, and she breaks up with this dude over an email, and that Kevin could, does that not could, have a good track record. That could okay, easily, that could easily happen to him. Kevin very easily. Is a cheater. Absolutely, he's, he's a an addict. Um, he is not a perfect person. So to be there and be like, you broke up with your boyfriend over email. At least she sent him something. There are people who just drop off the face <laughs> of the planet. Okay. Point. She wasn't, she did not feel comfortable to do it face to face. She didn't feel comfortable to do it over the phone. Is email the best way? No. But like Kevin, you're no saint. Okay, buddy. You've done worse things. That That's a valid point. I think that's fair. And I, just, I love Kevin right now. I love Kevin. I think I'm, I think Kevin is actually the best character on this show, aside from Jack. I think the as writers of this have season. I think the writers have made it a real point to give you multiple layers of Kevin. When are they going to make a help us love Kate a little more? Oh, because they're not doing a great job right now. Oh, Kate, how dare you? How are you? How are you? She just sells his stuff so nonchalantly, and she just comes up and says, "Yeah, you have to sell your, all your toys." Goodbye. Like what? That? Like if if you told no, 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 right. no, and then she's just like, "Oh yeah, DNS, yeah, like, oh yeah, it's donations, yeah, you just give all this stuff away." Oh. I will give her credit for trying to buy all the stuff back and and leveraging her pregnancy and her dad wow. dying seriously to to work the kid to try to get all the stuff back. Yep. But I, I, I'm, I'm still not in love with Kate. I'm just not, and they, the writers haven't given me a whole ton to, to make me love Kate. I know. It'll come. I, I, I worry that because they've done it with Randall and they've done it with Kevin. Kevin, they've really worked on, and yeah. Kevin, Kevin was. I'm not going to say a nothing character in season one. He wasn't a nothing character, but there was nothing quite redeeming about Kevin. He just seemed like a spoiled little pretty boy who had chicks left and right, had a great body, had millions of dollars, and wore stupid hats inside. That was amazing. That was pretty amazing. But you know, I'll I'll tell you, since then the 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 um the the layering and the texture that they've given Kevin, mm-hmm. I think it's it's made him. Here here's a hot take for you. Ready? It's made him probably the most. Um, it's made him the most textured character on This Is Us. Would you agree or would you disagree? Given all of his daddy issues, given his own self-esteem issues, his addiction. Along with Jack, because I feel yes. like Jack is very, very textured. I, I would agree. All right. Um, Anything else? Any final thoughts for this episode, my darling? 
No, I'm, I'm really excited to see where things go. I don't think that this was the most stellar episode, but I honestly think it would have been weird if it was. So I think that it set things in motion. It said, here are the things we're watching. We're watching Kate and Toby's pregnancy. It's moving along. It's moving along swimmingly. Yes. Uh, Rebecca and Miguel are still as nerdy and weird and cute. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. They're just precious as ever. And they're like (laughs) sweet little ways. Although I will say it was cute when, when, when Kate sends Randall the picture of the lime and he's like, oh yeah, it looks like Kevin. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so good. good stuff. Good, so good. good writing there. So I think they're setting things up and I'm excited about that. And how about how much of a P- Jack Pearson move is getting this Three River Stadium built out of nothing just by so pictures? Good. So good. How phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and how is Kate paying for all of this? I don't know. So Not the Adelegrams. They, they, I tell <laughs> you what. <laughs> all right. Um, you ready for in or out? Yeah. What's it going to be, McFly? Are you in? Okay, uh, in or out? Kate selling Toby's toys. Out. I'm way out on this. Dumb you Kate. don't touch a man's action figures. Dumb. There's a difference between action figures and toys. Uh, in or out? Kate buying all the toys back on eBay with what money? Out. I'm way out on this. Where's your money, Kate? How are we doing? How much credit card debt? Do you need to listen to Dave Ramsey? <laughs> the total money makeover. She's Seriously. going to school, apparently. How is she paying for all this? No, I do with Toby's money. Poor Toby's <laughs> like, thanks for buying it back. Oops. You, you're buying with my own money. Thank you. Uh, in route, the structure of this episode, starting on election night and then going back only to go forward. I liked it. I liked it, too. Uh, it, I'm not, I'm not going to go as far as saying Chris Nolan-esque, but I, I like seeing the ending. It, 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 it created drama. It created a little bit, a little bit of tension. Yeah. It showed you one thing and then gave you another. Yeah, I which dug it. I'm, I'm kind of into that. Uh, in a route, Beth giving into the election after one night of Fuller House. I don't know how I feel about oh, this. Oh, no, no. You're going to make a choice. In or out. In or out. Well, it wasn't one night. It was basically one night. It was basically one night. He came home with the blueberry pie. Yes. And he had Fuller House. He was catching up on on. But it was a few weeks. He was catching up on Christmas inheritance. Yeah, but he was. But he had a few weeks on the couch. Yeah. So I don't feel like it's one night. One night in one morning. Um, In or out? Come on, make a choice. No, I'm like in. I guess. Land the plane, Helen. (laughs) Come on. I'm in. All right. You're in. All right. Uh, in or out? Uh, Randall throwing away the gossip on Saul Brown. In. I am way out. You, you use that. You always use that. Or, or you don't throw it out. You keep it in your back pocket. You're a Slytherin, so that's how you roll. You're a wizard, Harry. All right. In or out? Randall winning the election. Out. I'm out too. I I desperately want this whole election thing over. I'm glad that it's over. I wonder, though. I wonder, since the election is over, mm-hmm. now that Randall has an established job and he can just have the job, I wonder if it gets better from here. I hope so. In or out? Watching Fuller House with the girls. Oh, in. I'm complete. totally in on that too. John Stamos. Again. In or out? Fuller House or This Is Us? Better TV show. Oh, this is us. So in or out, this is us being better? Yes. Okay. Uh, in or out, Jack being 100% aware that Nikki was alive and sh- and hid it from his family. I don't know. 
out. You're out on it. I don't know. I I don't I don't know, man. I mean, in because it's making for good television. The Jacks did. <laughs> All right, in or out on asking. There's and, so many in and out. Well, it could get two more. In or out asking an ex for a favor. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Zoe in the in the oh, congressman. In. I'm way out. You don't ask an ex for oh a favor God, like that. Oh my God, I've asked ex for favors all the time. I know, you have. And I've had lunch and dinner and hung out with your exes. It drove me freaking crazy. I almost asked one of them to play music for this show and I still might. Oh my God. For this podcast. Oh my God. No, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not doing it. Original compositions. Don't care. No, we're not doing it. Freaking exes. <laughs> I had to have dinner with Mary's ex. Oh my god, you act like it was I yesterday. actually had with two exes I had dinner with. Drove me bananas. Oh, sorry. That's okay. All right, final one. This this is the this is this is the the requisite question okay, of every right. episode. Okay. In or out on Zoe. Come on, let's go. I'm still out. I'm way out. I am so far I I couldn't be any more out on Zoe. But like I Obviously the turnaround, she's in. the turnaround on her, just because like there, there's this. There's, she's in. They wouldn't just have her out all of a sudden. He's had flukes and floozies and Sophie, and she's she's in. I'm this not. Is us has I'm, in on her. I'm not saying that the writers are out on her. I'm saying I'm out on her. She she su- Zoe sucks. Just, I love you, Kevin. Me 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 me. No, no. She hears one stupid speech from Randall, and all of a sudden she's like, oh. Oh, I push myself and you push me and blah. get out of here, dude. I was I was way more in into uh what was the what was the white ex wife's name? Zo not Zo- it was and that's not Zoe. It was Sophie. Sophie? I was yeah. way more in on Sophie than Zoe. Sophie Zoe sucks. I'm 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 out on Zoe. Okay. Uh are you ready for the uh you got a hot take of the week? Um sure. All right. What do you got? I think that the Pearsons are moving. What do you mean? I think that they're going to move closer to his district, if oh, not into his district. Okay, all right, I get you. I get you. That would make more sense. Yeah, that would. Make, and and Beth doesn't have a job. He doesn't got a job. His job is in Philadelphia. Why not move? Yep, that makes sense. And that would that would good. That would freshen things up for the Pearson clan. Yeah. All right, I'll give you that. Leave their like cushy, you know, gated community where they feel a little out of place. Um, just because. Remember how he was saying like. Oh, because of the William thing. God, I just yes. feel like so uncomfortable and I'm sad, but I love their house and I love their kitchen. The kitchen's it's a big phenomenal. Part of me I love the want... fridge in their kitchen. I want them, I mean, because that's not like an affluent community that they'd move to. I well, just I'm... want them to still have a nice kitchen. <laughs> All right, my... But that's why I'm saying he can make a master suite. He can make a master suite. All right, my hot take is this. We are absolutely going to get a Beth childhood episode, and we are going to learn about her dad and why she cried with with Randall when he Aww, when he cordoned off the, the eucalyptus smell and all that other stuff. We're going to learn about the blueberry pie, how that all came about, mm-hmm. and I couldn't be more happy about this. I absolutely want to know more about Beth. I yep. absolutely want to know more about her dad, and I want to get some more background on Beth and why she is the way that she is. Yep. I think it's worthy of exploring. Mavin, are you ready? close this bad boy out yes i am let's do it thank 
you all so much for listening and welcome back to This Is Us Too. If this is your first time checking out our podcast, come on back next week. We always have loads of fun and make sure that you join our Facebook community. Tell them more about it, Blake. You can reach us at This Is Us Too. It is a group on Facebook. You get to interact with not only myself and Mary, but all the other This Is Us nerds out there. And you get to just hang out. It's a fun time, man. We're, we're, we're there having a good time. Now, if you've been a longtime listener of This Is Us Too, we would love it if you could take a moment to write a review in your podcast app of choice. This week, we want to thank Helio Blanc, who says, I listen to many podcasts, and Marion Blake's This Is Us Too is my favorite. Well, maybe tied with Outlander cast. Oh, thank you. Their podcast covers everything from the creative and technical structure of the show to the way it relates to their own lives. Listening to this podcast truly feels like kicking back with old friends. Thank you. Talking warmly about your favorite show. So we want to thank you so much and thank everyone who's taken the time to write a review. As for now, my name's Mary. My name is Blake. And this is Us Too. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.